Wrestling Contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy Holidays. This is Mr. Fretz, and welcome to a very special episode of the Fretzelmania podcast. Episode number 98. Ah, we're almost at the Gretzky episode. And then there's 100. I got a special plan for 100. And if you've been listening for a while, I think I dropped a few hints in there. But, uh, man, that's going to be one hell of a show. You still have time to send me, like, cameos and messages and all that. So if you want to do that, links will be in the description below. Today I am taking a brief detour from the Ruthless Aggression era and go full circle, mate, take a shot. Back to this year, which for about another week is 2022, and I can't believe that this year has flown by so quickly. Today, I'm going to be consulting, let's say a medium. Not that I dabble with any of that stuff. I think it's kind of bogus. But I'm going to be predicting the year 2023 in WWE and AEW. I frankly haven't been paying enough attention to Impact Wrestling or New Japan to really predict them. But Wrestle Kingdom is in almost a week. And you bet your ass that I'm going to find a stream (laughs) and watch Wrestle Kingdom at my leisure. So, here are my 2023 predictions in wrestling. Keep in mind that a lot of these are way off the wall they are wild they are crazy some of them are borderline impossible but if the year 2022 taught me anything it is to expect the unexpected let's go now where is he guy said that he was gonna meet me at uh at 5 30 on december 26th Man, I, I puck drop for World Juniors Canada games on in an hour. Let's go. Ah, Papa Shango, there you are. How are? Okay, dude, don't warrior curse me. I'm not about to projectile vomit. Okay. We had a deal. <clears throat> so here are my predictions for 2023 in no particular order. (coughs) Jeez. Lay off the smoke, Papa. That ganja is really starting to give me the munchies and I still need to do this, okay? Although I read something in the dirt sheets this 
very morning, alluding to something like this, the WWE will introduce a brand new match type. Now, recently on NXT, we saw the WWE version of the King of the Mountain match with the penalty box and all those kind of things, except that it didn't have a ladder where you had to not retrieve the title, but like hang it up and take it down. TNA is weird, man. NXT is starting to get there. But I saw something about Bray Wyatt in some kind of pitch black match, so maybe it's a lights out match where they turn on the green lights out and it's unsanctioned like uh, AEW has done. Oh, I will get to AEW. So yeah, it's a new match type and I can see something like that pitch black one being the very same thing. We get a new iteration of a steel cage or a ladder match or something cool. Also, with the 40th anniversary of Starcade ruling, oh my god, I'm almost 40. <sighs> Starcade returns to the pay-per-view lineup in let's say December, because we have uh, War Games Survivor Series in November. Maybe you make Starcade up. Uh, you could do do a network special or even tape it at a house show like they did some years ago with uh, Goldust coming out as Dustin Rhodes as The Natural, complete with uh, They Call Me The Natural theme, which I'm not going to sing because I only know four words to it. Now, these next ones all kind of relate in some way, so bear with me. The Raw and SmackDown singles and tag team titles return to singular titles on their respective brands. Blue Universal title, Blue Tag Team titles on SmackDown, WWE, and Red Tag Team titles on Raw. Not with a hokey switch where Becky Lynch, like, or Charlotte, whoever it was, like, lobs the title on the ground. No, no. They're gonna lose to certain teams and people, which I'm gonna get into now, and Raw and SmackDown finally have their their top title. Uh, allegedly, you know, Fox and USA have wanted, you know, world champions for some time, although the US and Intercontinental, respectively, have been great in the main event scene. Thanks for coming, Shango. Uh, leave the door open a crack on your way out so you don't ganja up my my room. Now, the tag team titles. The Usos, like Roman Reigns, will defend their belts on both nights. And like Roman Reigns, lose both titles on both nights of WrestleMania. I should have said that earlier. Let's say on night one, the Usos drop the titles to the New Day. Thanks to interference from a returning yet I am not sure if he's going to be ever wrestling again, Big E. And on night two, let's say the Street Profits, and I'm going to get to them in a little bit. Also at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns defends both titles on both nights, main eventing twice. 
and he loses both titles. Now, this next one relates to this. Money in the Bank returns to its original home of WrestleMania with the alleged looming return of the King and Queen of the Ring as a premium live event. The match will be on both nights. Let's say it's the men on night one and the women on night two. And the winner of the men's money in the bank is none other than the Usi one himself, Sammy Zayn. Now on night one of WrestleMania, Roman defends the title against the winner of the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes. And on night two, he defends the Universal title against The Rock. Now in this match, Roman goes over and while Roman is celebrating and the Hollywood crowd has no choice but to acknowledge the tribal chief, the, form, the then former member of the bloodline, Sami Zayn, cashes in and wins the universal title, shattering Roman's record-breaking reign. Now on NXT, I don't have a lot for NXT. I don't watch it as much anymore. It's 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 better than when it launched, I'll say that. There is a little bit that intrigues me on that brand. I just don't have the time to watch it. Uh, maybe the odd Tuesday night if I'm off early and there's no Leafs game on or World Juniors game on, I'll put it on just as background fat, uh, fodder. But I think that Alba Fire and Ela Dawn are going to have an Inferno match on NXT, bringing that match type down to the uh, gold brand. Also on NXT, Red Dragon returns and reforms the Undisputed Era sans Adam Cole to feud with the Diamond Mind. Speaking of the Diamond Mind, the Queed brothers will win the tag team titles, let's say from the New Day before WrestleMania, and then feud with Red Dragon throughout the entire year. Now, this one's way out of left field because this person is in a different promotion. But Jacob Fatu falls in line and joins his Anoi family on the bloodline. Braun Breaker drops the NXT title to, I don't know who, Grayson Waller or Von Wagner or someone, and is called up the night after WrestleMania and immediately wins the U.S. title in his debut. Let's say Austin Theory holds on to that belt until Mania, has an open challenge, out comes Braun Breaker, Spear, press power slam, New champion, new era, new babyface, setting up a full circle moment, take a shot, Nate, for WrestleMania 40, where Braun Breaker could win the big one. Now, I've already talked a bit about the men's rumble. I predicted Cody Rhodes to win this match. Let's say he comes out, not at number 30, because number 30 is such a 
return cliche and it's also some such a either a monumental letdown or a monumental surprise i could see cody coming in either at number one and then let's say seth rollins is number two you reignite that feud throughout the royal rumble and throughout the entire year or he comes out near the end at like number 22 or something but cody rose wins as for the women's now this one is has a wide open field you know what rhea ripley is uh, chomping at the bit to get to Bianca Belair on, on Monday Night Raw, on SmackDown. You have people who could go after... Uh, who's the champion? Ronda Rousey. I forgot who the champion was for a second. Good Lord. But also, maybe someone like Becky Lynch could cross over. And we finally get that one-on-one match with Ronnie that, that was supposed to happen before Charlotte was inserted into it for no reason. So yeah, Becky, let's let's call it Becky Lynch versus Ronnie at Mania for SmackDown. And the winner of the Royal Rumble, again, Rhea Ripley becoming the first first two-time women's winner. Yeah. And then her uh she beats Bianca at Mania in dominating fashion. This one that this is one that might not happen because allegedly she's wrestling at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. There's a lot of he said, she said, they said about uh, her contract status. But Sasha Banks returns. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say at Queen of the Ring or leading up to it as I could see her winning that uh, that tournament. Or I'll, I'll, I'll might as well get into it now. The King of the Ring, which, you know, there's a lot of rumor and innuendo about it making its return as a ple which i am all for and please make this an all tournament event you know like king of the ring 93 had maybe two or three non-tournament matches let's make this all tournament but you know let's put the title the world title on the line in the main event just because the king of the ring is austin theory you know, he's the youngest U.S. champion in history. He's the youngest money in the bank winner slash loser slash loser in history. He's the youngest this. He could add to his repertoire the youngest King of the Ring award winner ever. As for the Queen of the Ring, despite saying something about Sasha earlier, my other pick in which I really lean in towards because this fits her gimmick so perfectly you know she's from the queen city charlotte flair on to ronda rousey now where she meets a new challenger it's either title or non-title maybe put this in the fight pit but another name from the world of mma makes her way to the federation for let's say a one-off appearance maybe at a blood money show maybe at SummerSlam. But the woman that beat Ronda for, I forget what division weight title in UFC some time ago, Holly Holm. The Street Profits will split. Angelo Dawkins becomes the jealous heel and Montez Ford starts his ascent into the upper midcard maybe capturing the U.S. title at some point during the year or beginning that 
monster push that he's going to get. And speaking of tag teams, Amer- uh, not America, the Alpha Academy also goes solo with Chad Gable finally getting his Kurt Angle run. Logan Paul wrestles John Cena at, let's say, a Blood Money show. And speaking of John Cena, Austin Theory defeats him at WrestleMania, retaining the U.S. title. FTR leave AEW and make their return to the WWE to feud with another reforming tag team in DIY. You know, Champa has been absent from TV for some time due to him having surgery. You know, Gargano's been feuding with uh, The Miz as of late. You know, The Miz just brought in uh, one of Gargano's old rivals from NXT, ironically, uh, Jonah Bronson Reed, as his heavy. So to counteract that, Johnny calls up his old friend, Tommaso Ciampa, and they have a match at... This isn't a WrestleMania match. I can see this being an Elimination Chamber match. That's going to be in Montreal. That's going to be a real, real fun show, especially with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, respectively. And then by the end of the year, DIY breakup again in credits roll, heartbreaking fashion. Let's say after they drop the tag team titles to, let's say, FTR. NXT Europe begins and will crown their first NXT European champion with the inaugural NXT UK champion Tyler Bate making another full circle moment. Dempsey, you know, I I forgot his first name. It's not Jack Dempsey, William, but the William Regal's kid in NXT will win the North American title. I wrote this one, you know, well before uh, Mandy Rose was was released. Uh, I wrote my thoughts on it. You know, I think it was the right move by the Fed. You know, but but the independent contractor, this, um, the the stuff that she was posting, I mean, it it, it was risque, and it's a not it's not like it was a leak like Paige and Xavier Woods and Ref GM got Maddox. It was right there. She was posting it. She was making more money off it than her Fed contract, allegedly. But it kind of went against her deal. And they let her go because of it. I can see Mandy Rose coming back eventually, which leads me into Toxic Attraction. You know, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, they get called up. They've been impressing the right people as of late. And I can see them being part of the... Uh, the, the post-mania deals here. This next one might be my most wild, controversial, and uh, crazy prediction of the year. Uh, this might piss a lot of people off, and I don't care because this is my podcast. Um, if you don't like it, you can just not listen. But despite the allegations, and the hoopla, and the Vice special that's dropping soon... Vince McMahon appears on WWE TV one last time to headline 
the 2023 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. I said it. That's a wild one. I could see him coming back to TV somehow, not in power. But we have not seen the last of Vince McMahon. There is, to quote him, no chance in hell. Bray Wyatt and his Wyatt Six faction, you know, I think they could slow burn the Fiend coming back into existence. You know, he's not going to be a regular character on the show. Now, I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's the right move. Him wrestling with his inner demons and then snapping on a camera guy and on L.A. Knight, I think is a good move. It's very intriguing. You know, I don't know what Uncle Howdy's going to bring into the mix, but maybe it's like The Fiend versus Uncle Howdy. These inner demons uh, connecting with each other. There's supposed to be some big thing at WrestleMania. I can see it being a uh, theatrical kind of match, which I would be all for because the Firefly Funhouse match was... It was a thing, excuse me. And I can see Bray kind of while wrestling with his demons, going back and forth with some of his characters, like back to the Swamp cult leader character, back to the Fiend, back to shy, scared, um, Wyndham Rotunda version of Bray Wyatt. But yeah. We see a Hell in a Cell at a Big Four event. Now there's a lot of rumor and innuendo about Finn Balor versus Edge at the Royal Rumble inside Hell in a Cell, which sign me up that event might be a little long now because you got the world title you got two world rumbles and you got a hell in a cell match if that's your card right there that's that's perfect i'm good with that uh since money in the bank's going to wrestlemania i could see a hell in a cell match being at the the rumble and not as a stand alone show thank you very much uh zach Ryder makes a surprise appearance in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Corey Graves is also a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. And I literally just wrote this one down this morning just because. Uh, That's my second most hot take, controversial take that I don't see happening at all, but it would be very polarizing. CM Punk to WWE. And I'm going to leave the WWE side of things at that. Come right back. And let's predict some AEW. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Mance Chapel of the Delight Show, and you're listening to Fretzelmania, baby, only on Wrestle Addict Radio. Yo. Yo. Listen. Li- I'm, not, I'm not rapping. It's not my thing, guys. It's sorry. It's not my thing, Max. Sorry, it's not my thing. You can drop the beat anytime now. So AEW has had quite a year, <laughs> to say the least. There's been a lot of new faces in the company. You know, like uh, Claudio Castagnoli for one. Uh, there's been a lot of great matches. You know, we had a dog collar match with Punk and MJF. Uh, I attended my first wrestling show in uh, almost 20 years in Toronto in October. 
and I saw a banger between Danielson and Jericho for the ROH title. That was awesome. Speaking of ROH, we had a little bit more from them, but nothing concrete as them as a solid brand yet. We had a brawl out, but the lesser said about that, the better. (laughs) But AEW, uh, let's try and predict that. I'm not consulting uh, Papa Shango for that one for this round because I'm still trying to get that skunky, smoky skull stuff out of here. I think he lit a joint here instead of bringing that smoky skull thing because uh, I'm starting to get a little, feel a little funny. But I'm starting off with one that, uh, I mean, it's not going to happen, but it was just too funny not to write down. Uh, AEW Fight Forever gets canceled. I know it keeps saying, coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. You know, if you read GameStop or Amazon, it says it's coming out on the 31st. And here I am on Boxing Day on December 26th, looking at a pre-order, thinking, huh, I could have this game in a week. But no, uh, no, it's not getting canceled. It looks like it's almost done. It looks fun. Graphically, a little less pleasing to the eye than some. But you're talking to a guy who, uh, who loves No Mercy, who loves SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. I got a PS2 I haven't fired up in a while, and I might just do that. I got a copy of No Mercy in my hand here. I played so much that it doesn't work anymore. Like, you know, the inside of the cartridge is is rusted, and every time I try and turn it on and start a match, it just automatically resets right away. It could also be my memory card, because I was using my creative guys from that. But No Mercy is probably the game I've put in the most hours in in my entire life. And I would love to get that again. I'll get the No Mercy feel out of the canceled AEW game. But it, it's it's going to be out, let's say, by summer. I can see it coming out for the summer. MJF, who to this day remains my favorite wrestler in all of professional wrestling The current AEW champion reigns until full gear 2023, having a full calendar year reign of terror with the title, dropping it to Eddie Kingston, finally getting his big push, finally getting his big moment. And let's have full gear in like, in uh, Long Island at Arthur Ashe and have his homecoming moment there. John Moxley turns heel. He turns on the Blackpool Combat Club, although I did have something about them uh, later on in this prediction. But John Moxley eventually turns heel and just goes on an absolute tear throughout the roster. And I think he has another death match in All Elite Wrestling, maybe at uh, All In or All Out against someone like uh, Eddie Kingston as a heel or if he's still a babyface before his heel turn. Because I think he's turning against someone like Chris Jericho. Darby Allen retires Sting. You know, Sting uh, cuts this thing. This promo after a tag team match against, like, let's say it's Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. And he's like, listen, dude, I can't do this for much longer. I I might only have one match left in me. 
and I want it to be against you. I have mentored you for this long. I have guided you for this long. So it's finally time for you to take the next step and to prove that you're a pillar of this company and wrestling me in my last match will make you a pillar in this entire industry. You either have the respect thing with that or Darby turns heel. But I would rather have that match be like Flair and Michaels. I'm sorry, I love you. Coffin drop through a barbed wire, thumbtack-infused skateboard or some shit. The ROH and AEW roster will finally have a proper split where you have your Ring of Honor division, you know, like SmackDown and Raw. In ROH, they have their show, although allegedly it might only be on Honor Club, which is a horrendous mistake. Um, you know, take take one of Dark or Dark Elevation. You could also have, which I made a prediction here for, that Dark and or Dark Elevation becomes uh, kind of their developmental, kind of their OVW, but it's an in-house developmental system where you get your your newcomers or your people who need a polish or people who are there to put people over like the factory and you bring your new signees like your Dan Housen and uh, I can't think of other people who did I see in Toronto the Bollywood boys or uh, Da Vinci those those twin guys that got massacred by the butcher and the blade <laughs> oh man that that was funny uh, so we see a true division there and then AEW, for shits and giggles, throws in another championship belt that nobody will care about, that'll rarely get defended on TV. Why not make it the YouTube championship? And it's only defended on dark and or dark elevation. You heard the acclaimed theme earlier on in the show. And this one, is it's out of left field because this other person is employed in another federation, but... This is my prediction, and it's mostly not what I think will happen. Maybe it's a bit of what I want to happen. It's my silly fantasy booking brain. But daddy ass, Billy Gunn, turns on the acclaimed and brings in the road dog to feud with the acclaimed for the titles throughout 2023. Speaking of Honor Club, they bring in a show that'll make subscribing worth it. You know, I know I think Honor Club has uh, certain events. Like you could watch uh, Final Battle a certain amount of time after it airs, like a ridiculous amount. But if Honor Club has like a weekly show, like a Dark, like an Elevation, like a Dynamite with a proper division, maybe you bring back Jonathan Gresham. Why don't you do that, please? And you put Brian Danielson at the forefront of that with Claudio Castagnoli and Danny Garcia. You don't have a lot of, or if any at all, co-mingling between Ring of Honor and AEW. Save that for a forbidden door, which I think is also going to happen. You bring in a weekly show that makes things worth it. You have storylines. You have long-term booking. You have championship contending. You have championship matches. 
And if Honor Club actually has like the old ROH tape library going back over 20 years now, that would make something worth it. But I would love to see AEW thrown into that as uh, maybe a tier system, kind of like how uh, I think the network or Peacock does does something like that. But bring make Honor Club worth something. Now the trios titles, the trios division, it's been actually kind of fun. I've been loving the uh, the Elite versus uh, the Death Triangle Best of Seven series on TV. It's been really entertaining. It's a lot of flippy shit, and you know me, I, I love flippy shit. I love cruiserweight wrestling. You know, I loved like the WWE cruiserweight division from the early aughts, like. Guys like your Kidman, your Chavo, uh, my personal favorite, Paul London, Brian Kendrick, uh, Jamie Noble, who just had his last match uh, of his career in his hometown, which was a fantastic thing. Uh, but the trios division is going to have a very good focus on a on AEW. Uh, first off, they're going to merge the AEW and ROH trios titles and have an undisputed whatever something and eventually the blackpool combat club before mox turns heel so he got mox uh yuda and cesar uh, claudio win win the trios titles for a spell and then they'll drop them to let's say the house of black who then go in absolute tear throughout the entire division and after that is where i'll have moxley turn heel this next one's absolutely not happening it's it's not happening it's impossible unless these two brands are willing to work with each other cody rhodes opens the forbidden door to retire his brother dustin who's saying that he is on his last year of his career in 2023 so why not have that that one more epic match you know from from the original all in when it was like basically a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Cody retires his brother Dustin. It's not happening, but what if? What? And that's the only Forbidden Door thing that you ever see. You don't see like Triple H coming out and pedigreeing Tony Khan and then saying that, you know, this is NXT, I mean, <clears throat> this is WWE and we're taking... No, not happening, no. Eventually, Danny Garcia wins the Ring of Honor title from Claudio Castagnoli. I think Claudio's going to have a good run. Maybe you feud with you know other Ring of Honor alumni like Samoa Joe. Uh, maybe even if Paul London's not retired yet, you have a match with him. But yeah, Danny Garcia wins the ROH title. Britt Baker will win back the women's title during the year and drop it almost immediately let's say maybe one pay-per-view later or one week later on tv to soraya to page page here soraya here she by this time next year soraya will be the aew women's champion i'm banking on it uh speaking of the women they will have a big match type on tv or ple pay-per-view whatever be it the Stadium Stampede, be it their iteration of the Blood and Guts match, but they're going to get a big match type 
match type. You know, they had a lights out. They had that dentist chair. I don't know whatever that shit was with the big squall. Uh, I th- was there an unsanctioned? Yeah. They're going to get the next big thing. They've had a cage match with, uh, you know, I think it was Thunder Rosa and Thumbtacks and some crazy stuff. But the women's division finally gets their spot and you're going to get like the the baddies. No, not the baddies. Um, like DMD and her crew versus Soraya and her crew. Maybe with a returning Thunder Rosa if she heals up and uh, gets her mental health checked out or whatever the heck is going on with her. Blood and Guts match with the women. Rampage. I got a bone to pick with Rampage because up here in Canada, it doesn't have a proper time slot. It is not on TSN 2 every Friday night like Dynamite is on TSN 2 every Wednesday night. I know... I don't think I get... No, I don't get TBS or TNT on my satellite dish. I don't want to pay for those extra channels. But they finally get their proper time slot, at least in Canada, because Rampage has one in the States, and that's cool. And we have to rely on yet another streaming platform, which I'm not willing to shell out money for for one fucking show. And and, and Rampage, you know, it, it's not taped. Rampage has their proper time slot. Let's keep it at 10 o'clock on a Friday on TSN 2 or 3. or there, There's five TSNs. Why can't you put it on one of them? Because what else is on on a Friday night? Lacrosse, rugby, tennis. I'll watch two or three of those, rugby and, and lacrosse. Thank you very much. Go Toronto Rock. We see something. And, and Rampage doesn't tape. You make Rampage worth investing in because right now it's not i'm sorry uh i I, i'm more invested in dark and dark elevation which i haven't watched since october when i saw the show in toronto and speaking of dark or dark elevation oh i already said it it either gets canceled or becomes developmental i can see one of the two youtube shows becoming something else why can't you make that Ring of Honor? Seriously, it, it, it's gotta be. And honestly, that might be all I have for All Elite Wrestling. I can hopefully, maybe, this is just my my mind, I can see Miro making a comeback. You know, if he's healthy enough, I could see... Um, oh, what, what? Why did I get his name? Adam Cole, baby. Making his return as long as he's healthy. I would love, love to see him come back. Danielson and MJF, you know, they're having a feud right now. And this is going to be the Austin Rock the Triple H Rock, the Undertaker Kane. This is going to be the It feud of 2023 because I think they're going to have more than one PLE match. You know, MJF, I hope to God that he hope that he actually has a true reign of terror. That he has like at least like an eight, nine month 
title reign. And I alluded, I alluded to this earlier. I'm going to end with this one. But All Eat Wrestling and its tape library and its shows, their premium live events, they're going to get either their own streaming platform or go on something like Paramount Plus. And that's when you bring in the ROH thing. Either Honor Club has a tier or it goes to a like an HBO Max or something. But I think it's time that All Elite Wrestling gets their gets their streaming platform, gets their network, gets their peacock. But that is that is gonna be it for this one, folks. Uh, let me know what you think of all these predictions. Please send me a voicemail on anchor.fm slash fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. And you can send me some of your predictions that I'll release in a future episode. Maybe I'll do them next week. I'm thinking of maybe starting back into SmackDown in 2003 next week. Maybe I'll do a uh, my top 10 matches of the year. Or maybe I'll drop that for the Patreons, because I haven't done anything on the Patreons since this time last year, actually, when I predicted 2022. I went back and listened to it, and some of it I may have got right i don't know i got roman reigns all right i think i got mjf right that might that might have been it so thank you very much for listening folks be sure to follow the rest of us on wrestle addict radio the kings of the rings podcast streaming every wednesday night at about 7 38 ish on youtube twitch twitter facebook pretty much everywhere it's during Dynamite, but you can watch two things at once and tweet about Dynamite and our podcasts, right? Right? You can totally do that. My good brother, my banana <laughs> friend, Nate the Grundana, Nate the effing great, with uh, Brace for Impact going through the uh, entire history of TNA Wrestling. I was on an episode recently for, I think it was like Bound for Glory 2006, it was really fun. Uh, his uh, podcasts are really appealing. Nate, you'll appreciate that one, you banana suit wearing. <laughs> Check out Nate's uh, social media page, especially his Nate the Grundana uh, Facebook page. It's real fun stuff with uh, some wrestling that I think he's been dabbling in with. Uh, shout out to you, bro. And a big shout out to the man on hiatus who... I'm hoping makes his return at some point. And that is the Young Lions perspective. Uh, Zach, hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, he's been journaling his journey through therapy on his personal podcast feed, and it's been really fascinating to uh, peek into the mind of, of him and of mental health, something that we should probably be having more candid conversations about so you can follow me folks on twitter instagram tiktok at fretzelmania f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania this podcast is of course on wrestle addict radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast happy new year peeps we'll see you in 2023 have fun for the love of god don't drink and drive be safe find an alternate way home if you are going to be out drinking, Uber, taxi, friend, 
I'll drive across the continent too. I actually I won't, but you you get the picture. Don't drink and drive. See you in 2023 for Fretzelmania 99 and 100. Let's go. Cheers.